0: You're watching
1: The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. DCU, Pirate Nation, Purple and gold Family, stand to your feet, put your crossbones up, and lean side, side. Yeah. and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on, yeah, yeah. You're watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Now, here are the guys.
2: Welcome into the Pirate Football Playback brought to you by LNK Custom Homes. And right here on the Sports Objective, our good friend Kevin Walker. He's a licensed general contractor. You can call him at 336-688-8461. Pirates lose on the road in New twenty four to 9 Hard to believe that, but our very own Kyle Barber. How are you, sir? You, uh, I tipped my hat to you called this game back in the summer, and um, I hate that you were right because I was hoping for a win, but you were right on the money on this one, so I really give you credit.
1: Yeah, I thought Tulane was going to be very improved this year. You know, um, coach, uh, coach Fritz has been there since December of 2015. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most tenured coaches in the American. Three straight bowl games prior to last year. Uh, last year was a mess. New coordinators. Operations had to be moved to Birmingham because of the hurricane. So, didn't have yeah. the season they expected last year. Thought they were going to bounce back this year. And uh, they have. Their defense is excellent. Offense is good. I uh, still, I'm not sure how they lost to the Southern Miss. They should be undefeated. Um, you know, they held Kansas. They held, they held Kansas to the same thing. They Kansas State rather to the same basis thing. They held us to on the road. Uh, held us to nine points. Held Kansas State to ten points. So um, not too things legit. It bad performance by us yesterday. We made way too many mistakes in key situations. Yep. Uh, but uh, all is not lost and. I think I think some of Pirate nation needs to get a grip on reality and uh, don't give up just yet uh, we've we still got six games to go and um, starts this weekend with Memphis
2: no doubt Bubba Rosenbaum I'm gonna bring you in now because uh, all the way from China Grove and I know pirate fans were very hurt we're upset but the good news is that it's 24 hours later with the 24-hour rule which means now we're Memphis is on the clock and we need to focus on getting the Pirates ready for uh, this week which is back home on Saturday night at Franklin City it was 7:30 a night game I love
0: it Yeah the Memphis Tigers coming to town 7:30 on ESPNU. and like you said uh as much as last night sucked down in New Orleans uh, it was um, you know the sun came up this morning that's right and you know and looking back on it um, you know, still plenty of bright spots but just <clears throat> unfortunately you know it was some of the things that uh, had rear their ugly head in the, the first five games, Um, you know, some issues defending the pass, and then also, uh, you know, a, a block PAT and then a 46-yard field goal that got blocked. And uh, I know we'll dive deeper into this, but, uh, you know, you look at the box score, six penalties for 32 yards, and that's very misleading because one of those penalties, the, I don't know if it was our first one, but it, it may have been the first one, um, it took away – Took away our touchdown where Holton hit Ryan Jones. We had an offensive lineman down the field. Uh, So then you had two penalties that took away or, uh, excuse me, gave them a first and goal situation, a new set of downs inside the 10-yard line. And then you had two turnovers. And uh, one of those was an interception in the end zone that took away a scoring opportunity. And then the other one was uh, interception, at least right around midfield, if not just on the Tulane side of the 50. So um, maybe not a ton of mistakes, but the ones that we did make um, were absolute killers. No doubt, as we bring in Matt a former linebacker
2: uh, in the Steve Logan era. And Matt, I was thinking about you this morning, uh, drinking my coffee, trying to get over the loss last night, and I was thinking about the fact of Coach Logan, I, I send you in the group, you guys, the group text this morning. I believe I did her last night. It's even kill. You know, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. I remember Coach Logan talking about that, and uh, I think that's where we are now. We have a situation, as Coach said, uh, Coach Logan said back in the summer, I've mentioned a few times, there can be 50-50 games, and this was one of those 50-50 games that we should have won. Um, but I will say this, Matt, you're a defensive guy. I have to say this: our offense didn't live up to as advertised. Their defense was as good as advertised or better. And to me, I tip my hat to them. I think that uh, that was a difference. Not only what Bubba said, but I'll add to that: I think that's another factor in the game too.
3: Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to give Tulane credit. Like you know, they're they're a very well coached team. Willie Fritz, we all know he's outstanding coach. He's his ability to draw up game plans is, is top notch, and so you give him credit and. But I'll tell you guys, the one word that just hasn't hasn't been able to escape me since the game yesterday, uh, I just keep thinking of this word over and over until right now, and that's the word underachieve. And, you know, you think about some teams, there are teams that overachieve, you know, Navy comes to mind, and you think of teams who underachieve, and the Tar Heels come to mind, um, teams that do more with less, or, or less with more, excuse me, and... You know, right now, I kind of see East Carolina in the category of, you know, a team where we're underachieving. And and I think that's a hard pill to swallow because we do have talent on this team. I think, I think we have playmakers. You know, we have experience. uh, We have a staff that's in year four. Um, And the bottom line to me is that we are not getting it done right now. And it has to change this week. Um, You know, because obviously you have Memphis coming into town. We're getting – we're halfway through the season. If we're going to have any chance to win this conference, it has to start now.
2: Hey, Matt, I have a quick question for you. Um, And, guys, you all can jump in. But I just want to ask you, as a former player, uh, what are the – and you don't have to name out names um, because I'm sure you don't have – but you're in tight with a lot of former players. I know you will have like a group text and Facebook page and all that. What are they talking about? Out of curiosity, I'd like to see what they're saying, or can you tell us some general themes?
3: Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Without mentioning any names, of course, like you said. I mean, guys are really frustrated, you know, especially the guys from the 90s that um, achieved a lot. And, you know, I, I think that even though, you know, a lot of those teams had talent, we did a lot with with less. And uh, less facilities, less resources, um, so it's very frustrating for a lot of the guys to look at what's going on now and, and accept it. There was definitely a lot of negativity. Um, You know, people people want to see wins. Dave, I think that's the best way I can answer that question. Is you know we feel like there's enough talent here to win, and we and we're not seeing it. And, and I think right now there's some negativity surrounding the program in that regard.
1: Yeah, well, we're, th- we're, we're three and three. We we you know we. Tulane, the Southern Miss game, if you took that away, they would have been undefeated. They beat Kansas State. They beat Houston on the road. Two two good wins on the road. They got a good defense. So let's look at yesterday, just real quick, three things. For, forget the penalties that they scored on. If, if you just take away the penalty that took a touchdown away from us and then we don't miss a PAT and we don't miss a, a field goal or have, have a block, I should say, that is twenty four seventeen, 24-17, and that's everything else equal. That means if everything else played out, we lost the game by a touchdown, and everybody would be, ah, we lost, we should have won. But wouldn't be quite the same taste in our mouths. Now, if we make those plays, it probably changes the game entirely because just momentum and, and things change. And it, it, when you succeed, you, you, the defense fees off the office, et cetera. So, you know, yesterday was bad, but we were a lot closer to winning that game than – what it probably seems like. I mean, it's, it's frustrating. It's aggravating. And I'm with you, Matt. I think we're underachieving. And that's why I'm not giving up on the season because if, if the talent were not there, if we had no ability to do better, uh, like under the Scotty Montgomery days, there would be no hope, but we can win. Uh, you know, I, I, I look at the schedule upcoming. And this is toughest part of our schedule. But I will say this, Mike Houston teams have gotten better as the season goes on, not only at East Carolina every year, but at James Madison, at Lenore Ryan, at the Citadel, et cetera. His teams always get better as the season goes. So let's hope that trend continues. I also think, you know, our best performance came against NC State. So I think we got some playing up still to come. I think, um, I think this Memphis game is huge. I think we're going to really be fired up for UCF and Cincinnati coming down the stretch. Um, I think those are games that obviously they're, they're very good football teams, but I think those are games we, we have circled. Um, but first things first, you know, this Memphis game and all is not lost. We're 500. Right. We need to, we, we need to circle the wagon, so to speak. And, you know, I think Ayler's kind of said it best post game, you know, we're going to find out what we are this week. And, uh, I think, um, I think the older players um, see the importance in this game, and I hate to put it a must-win. Um, if, if we want to compete for a conference championship, it's, it's a must-win. Yeah, even a bowl game, you know, I, I believe, and people are going to say I'm crazy, I, we could lose this game and still make a bowl game. Um, well, I, I believe that. But it sure would make things a lot easier. Um, yep. Go ahead and get win number four. Uh, this is an important game. Look, Memphis is four and two. Uh, we're, we're, we're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Open is four. It's down to three-and-a-half. Um, this is going to be a close game. Can we win a close football game? We haven't done that this year. Our wins have been dominant. Um, our losses, we haven't performed well in close games. And, um, you know, if it comes down to a kick, um, Memphis has a clear advantage there because they have a really good field goal-kicking unit. We don't. Um, so let's hope it doesn't come down to the kicking game. But uh, we we need to find a way to win a close game because uh, you know it, it, and hey even better if we don't have to win a close game if we can win by a couple of scores but yep. got a feeling this Memphis game will be relatively close and uh, everything you know on paper alludes to that so we we need to win a close football game we need to be we need to beat a good football team and um you know we really hadn't done that ODU is not horrible but we haven't beat a good football team this year. We need to do that, and we have the opportunity to at home in prime time this week.
2: Hey, Matt, uh, you know, and another thing that comes to mind is, and maybe Kyle and Bubba, y'all can chime in too, but it just seems like this team, as far as the, or the program, um, it sounds like I'm making an excuse I'm not, but it feels like that we're still trying to find ways to win. We still don't know. We don't have the – the swagger to to win games. And you know, the every single uh Kyle, you make a great point. Every single one of these games coming up or winnable games. There's not really even the BYU game and the Cincinnati games, um, I'm not as confident on, but I will say that uh either one of those games we can win. And Matt, uh for, and, and Kyle Bubba, uh that feeling of it's just like we're so close. We're so close to getting over the hump.
1: This yeah, this two lane game, to be honest with you. Was the one I had the least confidence in of the next several coming up. I just did not feel good about this game. Um, even Cincy, you know, they almost lost South 40 yesterday. Tulane, just they're so odd. What they do is just so. It doesn't look odd, but it is odd.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Go ahead, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, you know, to Dave's point about the swagger thing, I think that's a really good point. And I think this team, I don't know quite what it is yet, but it does seem like when we get down to crunch time, this team has a tendency to tighten up. And I'll tell you guys, I'm not a big fan of some of these press conferences during the week um where our coaches go to and listen I'm a big fan of Mike Houston I, I I want him here I want him to succeed but sometimes these press conferences we're giving so much credit to these other teams you know I I listened to the Navy press conference I thought we were playing the 85 Bears um <laughs> we I think at, there's a time when you say hey we're playing a good team but we're a damn good team and and you know enough with so much praise for these other teams Let's get a little swagger ourselves. You know, I, I sometimes think that we're creating monsters that don't exist. Um, Are you saying not, not,
2: not why we can't win?
3: Say that again, Dave?
2: I'm sorry. I thought you'd hear me. Uh, I was saying, is it is it like you're saying it's kind of like a precursor or like a, excuses why we won't win? Oh, this team is great. You better watch out for this defense. They're great because that gives you a safety. So if you do win, then it looks great. If you don't win, that explains I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just overthinking it.
3: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And, and listen, college players are smart. They know every team you're going to play is damn good. But you, you don't need coaches to tell you all week long how great a team is and how, you know, if we don't do this, we're going to lose. And if we don't – listen, you just go out and play football. Everybody's good. Um, so I'd like to see enough. Enough with that. So much praising of these other teams in the press conferences. It's getting to be a little bit much for me, but that's just my uh, my opinion. So,
1: Matt's saying we're
2: damn good. Everybody else, uh, they're good. I, mean, I, good I don't,
1: I, 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 uh, I don't, I would assume that's not the same thing that they're hearing in practice. I mean, I, I would much prefer Mike Houston not come out and say, Hey, Memphis, suck a dick. We're going to kick your ass. Um, you know, I, I, I prefer the, the, the praise. Then they have no bulletin board material. So, I'm going to disagree with you on that. It's less, unless, unless he's heaping it on in practice, unless the players are hearing the same crap. In practice, um, then uh, I don't mind the, the press conference.
3: Yeah, and I, I agree in terms of definitely not. Don't give these guys bulletin board material, but at the same time, you know, hey, we can acknowledge they're good teams, but let's not go, let's not go crazy with it because I think it tends to creep into the team's head. I sometimes worry if. I wonder if that's one of the reasons we get so tight in these big games that we keep losing.
1: I think Navy. I think Navy maybe. I think we are yeah. current – well, two things about Navy. I think, one, I think Mike Houston inherited this Navy crap, and I think the fan base does this crap with Navy too. Two, yep. Navy got better. Navy had that off week. They beat us. They should have beat Air Force, and then they demolished Tulsa. So – um, that Navy game, that Navy team that we played and that our Air Force and Tulsa played, ain't the same Navy team that Delaware and Memphis played.
2: Yeah. Very true. And uh, another thing I wanted to ask you guys, and Matt, I'll start with you because you're the defensive guy and you play for the Pirates. Our, um, and this is, uh, normally I don't question coaching uh, a lot of times. I'm, I'm not that guy. But something that came to mind to me this morning is there, as far as Blake Harrell, and I'm a huge fan of Blake Harrell, so personally and professionally. So let me, let me um, say that first. My question is, are we blitzing too much? Because I'm worried that we're blitzing too much. And so now everybody knows they're going to probably blitz. It's In other words, what I'm trying to say, before it was like this new hot defense, people have learned they're probably going to blitz all the time or a lot. And so they can just—it's predictable. So, can we mix it up? Would that be fair or not? Help me out. Know.
3: Well, I think it's a good question. I mean, I, I'm guessing every defensive coordinator in the country, when they look at the game film on Sunday, they question themselves a little bit. Hey, should I? Did I blitz too much? And maybe I played, you know, uh, rush three, drop eight, that type of thing? Um, so, so I'm sure that there are times where. You know, maybe we do blitz a little too much. Maybe we get aggressive. But the one thing I like about it, Dave, one thing I really appreciate about Blake Harrell's defense is that it has an identity, and you know, it's it's he has a scheme, he runs it, and um, and, and I think it's been effective here. Um, so so I I really appreciate that about his defense. It has a clear identity. Um, have we been executing it? to our fullest ability of the last few weeks. I don't think we have. And maybe to your point, teams, now that they have more on film, they're making some adjustments to it. Um, but I, I would just say like, Hey, if that's our scheme, let's believe in it. Let's stick to it and let's execute it.
2: Right. I, yeah. I'm not saying to change. Uh, let me be clear on that. I'm not saying change the defense because I, I do like the defense itself. I think, um, it's definitely been fun. They're, they're making it where it's, more fun and exciting for the players to to play. And I think it's been easier to execute. I'm just wondering if um, it's a little predictable as far as like maybe mix up what you're doing and not saying change the entire defense. But anyway, uh, what do you think, Kyle?
1: Um, I think what you're trying to say is uh, the blessing hasn't been as effective this year. Um, Is it, it is the reason why? Because they've seen it on film. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it was effective yesterday. We blitzed a little less yesterday, I believe, Bubba, nice. and uh, we actually got five sacks. So um, it, it's all about how effective it is when you do blitz. Um, you, you're leaving your – in our secondary is not as good li- this year as it was last year. So that's the problem. When you blitz and you don't get to the quarterback, you're leaving your corners and safeties on an island. Um, so – Uh, You know, this Memphis offense likes to sling the ball around a lot. Um, I got a feeling we're going to get pressure on their quarterback pretty good this week if we don't. If we don't, we're going to have to win a shootout. Um, And I I do think people are going to go, oh, God, we can't win a shootout. We can. We can. We can score. Uh, We just need to be consistent. Um, But to to answer your question, uh, are are we blitzing too much? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the film has picked up uh, some of the tendencies. I do think our secondary not being as good has hurt us with our blitzing, but uh, we we need to get to the quarterback more. Um, and and I got a feeling we will. I, I got a feeling this defense is. I, I I'm I'm not. I, I I think this defense hasn't seen its full potential yet, and you know maybe this will be the week against Memphis where. Um, you know, it really shines in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback.
0: Getting pressure, um, you know, from both sides. You um, know, la- yesterday we um, threw the ball off a little over fifty times, and then obviously there were some as well where Holton pulled it down and ran. So I think we uh, had about fifty-five or thereabouts uh, in terms of dropbacks and. Tulane, um, you know, and this is per Steve and I go with Hoist of colors. He he got this information from um, Football Focus and or Pro Football Focus, and that Tulane without blitzing was able to get pressure 33% of the time. So obviously, um, you know, that would mean that they they got pressure a little a little over 20 of our passing attempts, and then. We blitz 44 percent of the time. Uh, Tulane threw the ball, uh, I think, 35 times, and um, despite blitzing 44 percent of the time, we we got pressure 24 percent of the time. And um, I did mention we had five sacks compared to just one for Tulane, but uh, they got a little more consistent pressure uh, on on Holton. So that's something to to keep in mind. Keep in mind, and then. Also, uh, not having been able to watch the first quarter and a half, I was going to go back and watch the game to see, um, you know, those times when our pressure did not get home and uh, and allow us to sack Michael Pratt. You know, he was uh, having a career day, uh, 27 out of 34, 326 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, how many of those um, completions were on situations where we brought pressure and uh, and failed to get to him, and he was able to exploit it because uh, that's something. If you blitz and uh, and you don't get home, or you know, or force a force an inaccurate throw uh, when you have a veteran quarterback like Pratt, if he identifies it and uh, you know goes where he needs to with the football, it allows you to to make some big plays.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I. I, I... I, I I I did watch the whole game first quarter, um, and uh, you know the, I watched what you missed, Bubba. And uh, off the top of my head, uh, yeah, I would say there were some times where we blitzed and uh, he, we didn't get to him, and uh, he made some uh, some big pass plays. So yeah, to answer your question, without you going back and watching it, yes, um, I I you know. Like I said, I I think Tulane's an anomaly in terms of what they run. Um, I, Bob and, and Matt, how would you describe what they run? It it's just different. It, it it doesn't. It's not like Navy different, but there's just the way they play offense is a little different, and the way they play defense. It remind me they're not as aggressive as Cincinnati, but in terms of like really not giving up anything in the passing game and kind of letting you have some running yards. This is does some of that. Um, I, they, they're just annoying to play to me.
3: Yeah, they definitely are. And <clears throat> I think the big, like you look at South Florida last week, right? They played a lot of man coverage. We were able to take vertical shots. I think, you know, you look at Tulane and they're going to sit back and play a lot of, it looked to me, it's really hard to tell on TV. It looked to me like a cover two a lot of the time where it was kind of designed to keep everything in front of you. So make you take those checkdowns, make you take those, uh, you know, those little checkdowns to the running backs and work the, the you know, the the, the flats um, and, and sort of attack them. And they force you, Kyle, I think you said it before, what they want to do is kind of make you dink and dunk your way down the field and then force you into mistakes. And and ultimately they did that. So it is kind of a frustrating way to play and and they're good at it. You know, they executed, I think they their linebackers. They, they have – they're big guys, and they can run. I mean, I was very impressed with their linebackers, and um, and they just – you know, they're a well-coached team, so um, so they execute.
2: Yeah, I was going to simply say, guys, if you have any questions or comments uh, tonight, you can put it on Facebook, and YouTube will go into that in just a second. Uh, but that very thing, Matt, you you always hear uh, that you got to uh, you, – you go with what the defense gives you. Well, to me, listening to the game, watching, it doesn't seem like to me that game – and I, I haven't had a chance – to look at it this afternoon like I wanted to. Um, But I don't think, you know, there's a lot of times you make a great point, Matt. There, everybody's talking about Ehlers, but uh, the reason why he had those interceptions, I think, sometimes is you're trying to make things happen. There's nothing – I mean, it was really – they played a very good defensive game. There was not a lot to for Holton to make happen yesterday. Do you think, guys, or am I off on that?
3: Well, um, I think on his interception in the end zone – um That one, maybe, yeah. that There was a – that one he 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 lost his patience because there was a checkdown. I think Ryan Jones was open, correct? Not my mistake. And yep. you guys, Kyle, right? Yep. Um, well,
0: there was. Yep. There's there two things about that play. Um, the the route that he that he threw, if, and I don't know enough about the play call to know. Um, because you saw Mike Houston immediately go to him. Uh, obviously, you had the check down there you reference Matt, the the back uh, running the swing pass, but then you also. Uh, depending on how that play is designed, like if he would have thrown it sooner to where, where he threw it is more the timing and uh it was the, t- the timing of it and more so than who he threw it to.
1: Yeah, but the check down was still definitely there. I mean oh, yeah.
0: but I'm just saying if, if, if he goes to who he threw it to and he he makes makes a throw on time and and <clears throat> you know, throws the ball maybe a little different trajectory than – but it just stands out as far as the check down being there. But, you know, because of the interception. But
1: Also, I think another way – this is going to kind of I, – I think the way we played offense yesterday, you know, and, and they didn't get any big plays. They don't let let you get big plays. We couldn't sit up and settle for field goals because we, we can't kick field goals. And I think you do things a little different. This would have been a great game to go out and, you know, drive the field and sit up for field goals to stay in it and try to win it, win it late. Um, th- th- that's probably a good recipe to beat Tulane if you have a good defense. Uh, just, you know, take what you can get, get in position, kick field goals, stay in the game, and then try to win it late. and. Uh, we couldn't play that style because we don't trust our kicking game. You know, the one time we did try to kick a field goal, it was blocked and good God, it was just horrible.
3: So, so Kyle, you mentioned the kicking game and and this is something that, you know, obviously we're going to talk quite a bit about tonight, but if you're the coach guys, I'll I'll just kind of throw it out to all you. If you're the coach based on what we've seen right now through six games what are you doing differently in the kicking game this week? Everything.
1: Exactly. I, I, look, Luke Larson has not done a good job on the holds. We've talked about that, moving the ball, not having it in place. There's got to be somebody else who can hold. We have over 100 men on the, on the roster. Uh, I, I'd get a new holder. I'd open up kick competition. I, I understand that our, you know, our primary backup kicker's been injured. Um, You've you got to do something different. You can't keep doing the same thing. Uh, it is it is utter garbage, right? you know, to to miss that many field goals and PATs and have them blocked repeatedly, it is embarrassing and uh, shouldn't happen. So you've you got to get it fixed, and it's got to get fixed this week. It probably fully won't get fixed if it can be fixed uh, until we have an off week. When the hell is our off week, Bubba? Dave, whoever's uh, to uh, up to schedule in front of them. It's going to uh, be
2: the 4th week in November, I believe. It's after the um, – it'll be after the BYU game, if my memory serves after me. It's
1: the BYU
0: game before cincinnati
1: hmm. and well, was funny i had a feeling earlier i mentioned it. i'm not gonna say it on there yet but we'll see um i uh yeah th- that's probably the point where we'll really get the the kicking situation fixed but you got to try to do start doing something about it now you you you've yeah. got to you've got i we need to have somebody else attempting field goals um and I, I would, I, I would take the holding duties away from Larson. I, there's, yeah. there's been too many balls, you know, being moved around, laces not facing the right direction, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we need to get Doherty on here again, and um, get him to kind of analyze things, uh, what he's seeing in the whole kick team operation, um, that needs to be fixed. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, Matt, what would I do different? Every damn thing uh yeah. and, and it needs to be addressed it should have already been addressed and i'm sure we have been addressing it in practice but at some point you got to change personnel yep. even, even even if in practice that looks like your best option it, it sometimes it just don't work under the lights yeah
2: i was going to add to that guys with uh for me like the bubba you can chime in help me out and um or matt can <laughs> um it seems like to me, Matt, I'll ask you this, uh, because to me, it seems like the mechanics. I remember your coach, Logan, talking about a long snapper and, you know, that he he I remember he was talking about he uh, on a show off air one night when we were doing the Steve Logan show many years ago when you were playing about the mechanics of the the timing of all the way down that people took it for granted about from the time the long snapper got it to, you know, the holder, the holder holds it down and the kicker kicks the ball. And, you know, I'm not a fan (laughs) of Logan was uh, really hard on the kickers, but is there something to it there that we can say, Hey guys, uh, you, some of you guys are not, I don't know if it's focus on the line uh, to start with, but, but a long snapper is, is he, is it a bad snap? Sometimes it doesn't look like it's a bad snap. And then a holder needs to hold it a certain way. And then the kicker, it's like, it's like a, not a well old machine. I hate to use that term, but that's, uh, stating the obvious, but how can we make that different?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> the whole operation. I mean, if, if there's yeah. one little thing that, that is off, whether it's the timing of the kick, whether it's the hold, uh, the steps from the kicker, if one little thing is off, the entire operation will break down. And sometimes it's really hard. Like, when I'm watching, like, I'm watching these games on TV, and, they'll and, and, you know, it's obviously so fast. It's sometimes really hard to tell where it's breaking down. Like, I, I'm sometimes I'm not sure. I can't see if the laces are, you know, if they're out. I, I can't see that kind of stuff on TV. So I don't have, am not privy to that film. But, um, you know, our coaches are. And it's it really was disheartening to me that, that we went into that game yesterday and did nothing differently. Um, that really that really pissed me off. Like, I'm I'm not gonna lie that that it bothered me that we were bringing the same personnel out there. Um, we're we're botching extra points. I mean, this is this is pop Warner football where you line up and you kick an extra point, and we can't make an extra point here at East Carolina. Um, we're getting field goals blocked. I mean, it's an embarrassment, and I don't care who it is this week. Um, Daffer's not kicking for me this weekend. No offense to the kid. I know this is a major issue, a hot button within the fan base of East Carolina. You're not allowed to be critical at all. Um, but this is big boy football. This is major Division One. Players get paid now, guys. Players get paid now. This yep. is this is not Pop Warner. So I'm not nothing. Nothing personal against the kid, but he's not getting it done, and it's time for somebody different. Yeah. Hold an open tryout on campus this week. I don't care. Just fun, just get it done.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think um I, I think we got two things going on with the with the fan base defending Daffer. Uh, one, I understood it after the NC State game. Um you know, I think some people are just continuing to do that. Two, I think you got a lot of females defending Daffer. Uh, if you go look in a lot of places, um, because they want to protect him because he's kind of got that Uh, that little boy look to him. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I do think that's going on some, but, uh, he's a football player. Uh, he's a kicker. Um, and, uh, if you're not getting done, uh, yeah. people say, well, he's a pirate. Well, so is every damn body else behind him. All the other kickers, uh, they're also pirates. And, um, I think I'd give one of them a chance. And also I go back to Larson. I, I don't think he's doing a good job holding and, um, so, uh, I don't know. I'll probably make a change of both. Uh, if um, I, I sure would hate to see us walk out there Saturday with the same exact kicking unit, but we very well may. And if we do, uh, let's hope to God they can execute this week. I, I just question now, you know, with Owen, um, can he even make a kick? If it's not blocked, if, if it's properly executed, if it's just all between his ears so bad, Um, you know, I'd love to see him get an opportunity to kick one right down the middle of the field, like a 38, 40 yard or something that matters, but straight on with everything executed proper to see if he hits it. Um, uh, Last night, NC State, Florida State, NC State's kickers, or Florida State's kickers have been struggling. And uh, they were down by one and had it around the 25. And uh, because they didn't trust their kicker, uh, they took a deep shot, which is something you guys would probably be encouraging uh, Houston to do, and the quarterback threw a pick. And um, I was screaming the whole time, just line it up in the middle of the damn field. Let the kicker win it, but just line it up in the middle of the field so he just has to hit the ball. He doesn't have to think about it. Um, but they decided to be aggressive, through a pick against these state wins. And so it reminded me of us because I, I could see us being in the same situation where um, – Houston hasn't been in the past where he maybe is more aggressive in those types of situations because he can't trust our kicking unit right now.
2: No doubt. And, um, you know, with uh, that very thing, we hope that that's got to be corrected. And I'll tell you why it has to be corrected, because some people say we may be too harsh. But um, as we talked about all along, we've got to do it. We've got to do something because right now we're three and three. And not that we're saying as we if you have just joined us late, we're not saying we're in the panic room. And that, like Kyle mentioned, um, we can still win a bowl game and maybe even the conference. We're not mathematically out of that yet. But we've got to we've got to do something right now. We're going to have to do something right now. And the kicking game and special teams is that crucial. It's like in uh, Kyle, you're a race fan and we're getting you back. Um, but anyway, we're going to, and then we have Jerry up here saying, you know, we're not going to make a bowl. We're going bowling, Jerry. We're going bowling. Um, but anyway, uh, for me, first, okay, I,
1: I want, I want Jerry to tell us why we're not going to make a bowl because we, because we lost to Tulane, uh, a team that, a team that beat Kansas state, Kansas state, not going to make a bowl. He said,
2: Owen can't make a PHC. Um, he said, what's the excuse here? We're not making excuses for anyone. Our name of the show is a sports objective, Jerry. We're not paid by. No,
1: we're we're not not making excuses. I just don't think. We're sitting here being critical of the kicking game. To say we can't make a bowl is completely idiotic. I mean, based on the two lane loss. Like I said, they beat Kansas State. I think Kansas State will probably make a bowl. Um, Yes, we can still make a bowl. Um, I don't be surprised if we end up beating Cincinnati later this year. I don't think this team has peaked by any means. And yeah, somebody's going to go beat Cincinnati. We can't even beat Navy, and because they haven't paid attention to anything Navy's done since our game, because says, our fan base is very they, they they get tunnel vision. Am I happy with the way we've played recently? No, I, I'm not happy with the way we played yesterday. But who are we going to be? I, we're going to be Memphis this week, Jerry. We're going to be Memphis this week. That's who we're going to be. We're going to be the next opponent on our schedule. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna go to Greenville Saturday night for homecoming. We're gonna put back, we're, we're gonna put on those slick ass throwback uniforms. Pirate Nation is gonna get out there and make a difference, and we're gonna slap the crap out of the Memphis Tigers. That's who we're gonna beat. We're gonna start off by beating Memphis. And that'll be win number four. That'll be win number four. Okay. I, I don't know why people have it in their head that Tulane sucks. They they just don't Tulane's good. Tulane's good. Calm your tits, everyone. We can still go to a bowl. We can we can beat Memphis. I think we can beat UCF and Cincinnati. I think we can beat every team. Now, will we beat every team left on our schedule? No. But do I think there's not a team that if we play, if we play and execute to our ability, we can beat anybody left on our schedule. Tulane and I, I can't explain the loss to Southern Miss. Upsets happen. Texas State beat Appalachian State yesterday. Okay? Tulane may be the best team in the league. They may win this entire conference. They are 5-1. They should be 6-0. Oh. They beat Kansas State on the road. Again, I have no idea how they lost to Southern Miss. They beat Houston on the road. Tulane is a good football team. It is hard for some fans to grasp that because of what happened last year. Willie Fritz has been there since 2015, December 2015. He took on to three straight bowl games prior to last year. He's one of the most tenured coaches in the American. Tulane is good. They're just as good as UCF. They're just as good as Cincinnati, if not better. They may be the best team. Me and Bubba were talking, and I said that I thought the Tulane game was the toughest of our next three meaning Tulane Memphis UCF I think we beat Memphis this Saturday by the way not for nothing so does Vegas we're favored this week to beat to beat to beat uh, the Memphis Tigers
2: Crack uh, Craig says Kyle for LaGrange has been activated uh just your comments accordingly <laughs>
1: well, I mean people can say what they want to it's just I don't get this mentality that we lost to Tulane so we can't beat anybody it, 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 it's it, look, this, this 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 ain't your grandpa's Tulane team. This Tulane team is pretty salty. I I, I it, it,
0: yeah. And I want to reflect on something because Matt was a part of this team. The 1995 team got off to a very up and down roller coaster start. Uh, obviously, a very tall task to begin the season. Played very competitively in a 27-7 loss at Tennessee. Went on the road fell behind by three touchdowns, came back and defeated a ranked Syracuse team, you know, and then he had a home win over Central Michigan. And then, um, and then you know, I'm trying to recall the other games in there, but I think game six with, with that Cincinnati, and we lost a 13 to 10 ball game against the team. Uh, that They were by, average, a- average, by a one thing. Above average. They, they, well, that Cincinnati team was six and five, I believe. Because I, cause I, like you, Kyle, I thought they were a little bit better. and Or uh, maybe you were talking about the Pirates, but the Pirates ended up winning nine games that year. And that was one of the best seasons in the program's history after we were three and three. And no, people said, were ready to
1: off a cliff. I said Cincinnati was a five win team, not a nine win team.
0: Gotcha. Right. So. Now, am I saying that we're going to go nine and three? No, but do we have the potential to to do that? Uh, perhaps, uh, and and I, I think that. Uh, well, I the problem,
1: th- the the problem, Bubba, isn't even nine and three. People are saying we can't go six and six. Give me a friggin' break. I mean, yeah. I, I, if you don't think this team has the ability to win three more football games, and yeah, I, I know the schedule. I know it's tough, but I, I, look. I'll give you a great example. South Carolina, Kentucky. South Carolina was a 500-football team. Everybody thought Kentucky was going to walk the dog on them yesterday, and they beat Kentucky handedly. You know, it, it, it college football, particularly in this day and age, ain't as simple as just, well, this team beat that team. For this. Texas State beat App yesterday. I mean, anything can happen in any given week. And I like I say I just don't give up on the team just quite yet. Okay. And I
0: agree, I agree with what Robert and Jerry are saying here, and this is part of the reason I, I did not have a good feeling about uh, beating Tulane, and that they're saying that it's it's not Tulane, it's the it's the clock management, special teams woes specifically the PAT field goal team, and also uh, you know some of the issues offensively and uh, now i agree with that because you know after i saw tulane play that entire game against houston and knowing that we were uh going there i was uh i was like you um, i thought we could win but uh i really i knew we had our work cut out for us and unfortunately that was with their third um, spring quarterback yes and and knowing that michael pratt was going to be back uh uh, I really uh, you know, had my concerns about that game yesterday, as I know other Pirates did. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I understand why people – and again, uh, I understand but, uh, I want- Tulane, but Tulane is a good football team. You can say what you want to. That's not coach speak by us. Um, but you, obviously people don't follow college football if they think that we were uh, – here's the deal with yesterday. Yeah. Here's the deal with yesterday. This is not a Tulane, a Tulane team that was bad. Or even average, and that we lost to. We should have beat them handily. This is a team that was, as you know, Vegas is not stupid. Vegas is not stupid. They were favored by what was it, three points? Um, so, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why people are thinking that we should have just go in there and beat Tulane. I, I don't think there was anybody mm-hmm. on the show that said uh, we should go
1: in no, there. No, and I what I what I would like, and I, and I do want to. As Bubba pointed out, the special teams problems are, are need to be addressed. Yes, definitely. That they, yeah. They need to be addressed. Nobody's denying that, and I, 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 I have faith in our coaching staff. That they'll get addressed. Um, like I said, I, I my guess is they won't fully be addressed and fixed until the off week in between BYU and Cincy. But I, I got a feeling they're going to be. They've already been working on it, and I got a feeling they're going to be working on it extra hard this week. Um, in terms of our offense, in terms of our offense, I, there were some mistakes made yesterday. Also. I credit Tulane's defense also for uh, a lot of what our offense did, just so that Tulane's got a good defense.
0: Gary is saying, um, you know, aren't we a good football team? Tulane is a great team. Aren't we a great team? I said, we're a good team. We're, not, we're certainly not a great team, um, at least not right now, because great teams don't do the things that, no. that we do on a consistent basis. The... So uh, I, I with no hesitation say uh, we're not a great team. And I, I don't we, I seriously question anybody that now
1: that we have the nah. potential to be one, yes. Yeah, we, we have the potential, but we're not right now. Uh, Tulane's playing better football than we are right now. It's not uh, even close. And, and, and sometimes matchups matter. I, I don't – you know, I, I know that in, in baseball, you know, people get pitching matchups. And lots of times you're a much better baseball team, but a pitching matchup will, will really screw you in, in, in a ball game. And sometimes I just don't think people translate that to football. And I think it, it, this in, in this situation, particularly with Tulane, it was a bad matchup. I didn't like the matchup. I hated it. I, I did not think we were going to win the game yesterday. Uh, first time all year I went into a game feeling like we didn't have a chance to win it. And I legitimately – I thought we had a better chance of beating NC State than I did Tulane. I just did not like the matchup. Plus, also, it is very hard to win back-to-back road games. Um, that's something else people – tend to overlook, um, statistically speaking, it doesn't happen that often anywhere. Um, so I, I just didn't like that game yesterday at all. Um, look, if you want to cash it in here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be pissed off, but the fans that want to argue, all right, cool. We're going to lose every game the rest of the year. We suck. Uh, there's no need to watch the Memphis game. See, That's why I don't understand. I, it, it, when Scotty Montgomery was here, it was clear that we needed to make a change. What do you want right now? If you're, if you're not going to be optimistic about the Memphis game coming up and that we can get stuff fixed, then I just don't know what you want. Uh, do, do you want us to start yelling for everyone to get fired? No, that, that would be idiotic at this point. So uh, right now, I see the talent we have and I choose to be optimistic. I, I, I think that on defense, we just need to tweak some things with, with, with with blitzing and uh, the secondary needs a little bit of work, but we're pretty much there on defense. Offensively. We just got to be consistent. Uh, That's, that's the simple answer on offense. We just need to be consistent. Um, And Holton has got to believe in himself and, and make the big play. Holton's done it before he did it last year. So, you know, Talking about, Dave, you mentioned about trying to find a way to win. I think we know how to win. Um, we won seven games last year. Uh, special teams – I do think special teams is affecting somewhat the team overall because you know, that was – take take the penalty away. Of the cost us a touchdown when, when Daffer did make the field goal. If we make the extra point after the touchdown and we make the other field goal, you know, I I don't know, man. I I do think special teams is a problem that is affecting the whole football team. I I do think it's affected some momentum for us at times during the ball games.
3: Yeah, well, I yeah, I agree with your point there, Kyle. Um, you know, going back to what you're saying about you know styles and whatnot, you hear that a lot about you know in boxing, styles make fights, right? Yep. I mean, Vander Holyfield did not match up, match up well with Lennox Lewis, right? Six six versus six one, but he matched up really well against Mike Tyson. Um, styles do make fights and it is similar in football. It is what I'm I, I think right now what I'm kind of looking at is and like I think you hear Mike Houston say this quite a bit is control the controllables, you know, focus on what we do um, and we are we are what we are right now. We are a middle of the pack team in the American Conference. Now do I think I absolutely think we can win every game on a schedule? Absolutely. I want to see it. Um, but I think, you know, one of our problems right now, a big part of our problem is that we don't really have an identity on offense. And it seems like every week it's maybe something different. You know, it's one week we're we're aggressive, we're taking vertical shots. And yeah, I know a lot of that is dictated on the defense you're playing, but I think we need to do a better job finding an identity on offense. Cause I still don't know who we, who we are really on offense. And, and, you know, Holt Nailers, listen, I, I, praise him i thought he played outstanding last week um he's got to stop with the bonehead decisions late in games he can't do it anymore it's we can't win with these interceptions um love halton he does some great things but the, the the bad decisions late in these games are killing us and uh there were two more of them yesterday in the second half that hurt us very badly so it just seems like it's a number of things. Every week, it's something a little different. One week, it's a missed extra point. The next week, the defense is giving up, you know, seventy-yard receptions. The next week, we can't run the ball. You know, it's it's we're trying to fill too many gaps, and it's it just has to come together. And um, you know, it, it, there's no reason why it can't come together this week against Memphis. To your point, we can win that game.
2: Yeah. What's funny about fans is the short for fanatics because. What's going to happen? A lot of the people that are making comments tonight and message boards and um, making things personal with our players, which you know, I, that's what I have a problem with. I have no problem at all with uh, what goes on the field, but don't talk about somebody and you know all that kind of stuff personally. But anyway, something
1: I missed, Dave. What's that? I mean, um, you talk about talking about somebody personally with something someone said in, during our chat or something you're talking about. Yeah, no, 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 um,
2: on Facebook, just different things. And of course, I'm sure on message board. That's why I can't listen to call in shows and different things because people don't <laughs> always, uh, I know emotion is great. I love the passion, but fanatics. Okay. So let's say hypothetically, because we have people that don't think we're going to win this week. Um, what if we do win? Then those same people are going to be like, Oh, look at the uh, East Carolina. It's so great. We got to win. Oh, it's so great. And, and th- then if we lose the next game, the UCF they're going to be like see i told you donny k he can't get it done um you know we would be dangerous as a fan base if we would come together and we would simply say like for example i agree with the daffer situation we got to fix that immediately so we can all agree on that um you know i love i love the kid but we can't keep missing extra points um the kicks but it's more than daffer it's it's the whole operation of that of uh, for the field goal unit and uh, the PATs, so that we got to fix the whole thing, like we've said through the show. Um, but these games are 50-50 games here on out. And so we've got to find a way uh, to win these games. And c- going down to it, it may come down to a field goal kick. It may come down to one point. You know, if, if you miss that extra point, that could be the difference of winning and losing. Yeah. Kyle, you know, you're a fan of racing. Look at all the – and those are watching, listening right now on NASCAR, I'm a huge NASCAR fan of racing, as some of you may know. Those guys, it could be uh, – hey, Matt, how about your teammate? <laughs> uh, Wood, uh, Jeff Carr, a lot of those guys. Um, those guys uh, on – when you're coming there in pit road, you can make a simple mistake, and it can cost a guy the whole championship. It can cost a guy a race. You know, It's that, it's that tight, and that's the way it is with East Carolina this year. And the American is so, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah,
1: well, the, the the thing about it is, is every problem we have is fixable because it's it's not that we don't have talent. If you don't have talent, you can't fix your problems. So that's why I say, you know, it, it, I believe we can fix the problems. The scariest problems, you know, it, it, to me, special teams that for our our field goal kicking unit, um, you know that that's the biggest problem that you know. We may have the most trouble fixing completely, though. I, I, we got to get better at it. I mean, we got to do something different. If it ain't if, damn sure, you may just have to start going for two. But uh, besides that, you know, Holton, um, you mentioned Holton, Matt uh, making bonehead decisions late in games. Uh, yeah, he's got to stop doing that. Um, he's a fifth-year quarterback. He, he, he has the ability. He has the talent. He, he's got to try – he's got to believe in his teammates and quit trying to go win the game on his own. He, he, he you know, he should have went to the check down to Ryan Jones yesterday. Um, it, you know, back in that Navy game, he should have just pulled it down and, and, and got the first down rather than trying to make a big pass play where he threw the pick. I mean, he's just got to play within himself and trust his teammates. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really feel like this Memphis game is a big game and that we need to rally behind the team rather than pointing out how much they suck and that we can't possibly win any more games this year that we're going to go three and nine. Uh, to me, that's not the right approach. To me, it's to have your ass at of Ficklin Stadium Saturday night, rally behind this football team, and get win number four because the talent's there. Like I said, you know, and, and I believe for the most part, the coaching is there. Um, so I think our problems are fixable.
3: <laughs> I believe the coaching is there guys um, one thing I'm really questioning right now is our decision making going into these half times and you know I don't like how we are bringing it seems like almost every week we're going into halftime with one or two timeouts and
1: yeah that's sort, of,
3: sort of a lack of urgency and I'm ha- I'm really struggling with that as a as as, as a fan uh, I don't understand that, I, that thinking, why are we taking two timeouts into halftime? I mean, I think right now they they're, you know, like you said, everything, I do think it's fixable. Um, I think there are mistakes being made from all, not just players, but also from decision-making right now from a coaching perspective. And, you know, those, those type of things, it seems like every week before halftime, something very odd happens in my opinion, where we should be trying to be more aggressive, but we'll sit on the ball. Or you know we're, we're we're trying to be aggressive, but we're not using timeouts to stop the clock, and it's just mind boggling sometimes. And I, I uh, that that's bothering me a little bit, guys. I, 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 I kind of
1: wonder, me. I kind of wonder this, and I, and I'd like to ask Coach Houston. Um, you know that 10-second runoff rule for an offensive of penalty, um, is a rule that went into effect a couple of years ago, and 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 I got a feeling, and without asking him, that Houston likes to keep a timeout in his pocket. At the end of a half and a game, uh, because of the 10-second runoff, um, if you if you commit an offensive penalty while the clock's running, um, so I think that may be part of it. Uh, but I'm with you. There, you got you, you know every week I you see the offense. You know, before half or at the end of a game. And yesterday when we were down by two scores, um, I was wondering why we weren't calling a timeout when Tulane had the ball. To conserve some clock, um, really don't understand. Um, and I mean, with about five, four or five minutes to go, I'm not talking about feeling the last possession. We were trying to get the, the, the ball back, and the game was over. Um, it's it, it really it, that is part of um of Houston's uh his, his clock management at the end of games, at the end of half, uh, does need to improve. In terms of calling timeouts, etc., um, there's no doubt about that. And, and I, I, but I would like to ask him specifically: um, is is one of the reasons he wants to hold on one of those timeouts because 10 second runoff? And I bet you his answer would be yes. But it doesn't explain when we go to the half with two or three.
0: As far as yesterday, um, you know, went back just to familiarize myself with the down and distance and situation. 35 seconds left. Um, we had, I think it was about third and five or third and six. We completed the pass to Shane Calhoun for eight yards. So we had a first down, and then we allowed, I want to say it was at least seven or eight seconds, maybe uh, maybe a little more, but at least seven or eight seconds to lapse off the clock. So I was sitting there thinking in that situation, you know, why we didn't use the timeout. And, and then we ended up not use them, and, and then that's when we uh, got the forty-six yard field goal blocked.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I, I don't, I, I don't get that. Um, that is something that needs to be addressed, um, Dave. I don't, you know, I don't know how your work schedule permits if you're able to go to the press conferences at all anymore. Um, but nobody else in the media is going to do it, so uh, somebody <laughs> needs to. So, somebody needs to address that question uh, with Coach Houston.
0: And Irvin chimes in once again about the kicking game on YouTube. Uh he's saying we don't if we don't get the kicking game fixed, we may not win more than one or two games the rest of the year. Surely they can get this addressed. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as addressing it, I, I can assure you that they're uh outside of changing the personnel, uh that they're really addressing it a lot in practice. So um the only other things that they can do is change the personnel if if those uh, suitable replacements are there, you know, or the guys simply have to execute,
1: <laughs> there, there's got to be suitable replacements because anybody's better than what we got right now. I mean, I be, be just well, to being honest, not, I
0: mean, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, especially on the uh, the kicker side. But
1: um, uh, to make an extra point, Bubba. Well, sure. I, mean, I I'm just saying.
0: I think that if somebody was consistently kicking better than they they would have been out there by now so we we shall see and, yeah but and a lot of times, look patrick patrick coming off an injury so maybe maybe we do see carson smith here in the next week or two
1: patrick yeah. Pinkney sucked in practice notoriously terrible terrible practice player and um you know, some people would say he sucked in games too but he he performed really well at times in games and uh you know sometimes you line up you can't kick a 50 yarder or a 40 yarder and Owen can in practice, but Owen is screwed up between his ears, man. And if if you're on a a um a Division One football team as a kicker, uh, you better be able to make PATs. So we gotta have somebody to consistently make PATs. And that holding situation also, it's not all on Daffer. Um, we there, there's got to be somebody else that can hold. I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think what's yeah. happening
2: is that. Guys, uh you're talking about we were talking about earlier being a well-oiled machine from the long snapper, yeah, snap the ball, holder, kicker, and one thing I think Daffer something is off. The history between I think Daffer and uh, with Larson, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I think he's and I think there's times where he's uh, he's saying something, you know, like oh, God, something bad's going wrong, so he's overcompensating because. It, before for the game, uh, I think even Jeff Charles yesterday it was 50 yarders he was making like with that's no game. So he's got the capability, so uh, that's, well, that's what's very good.
1: that's some bad echo. Um, coming right now, somebody needs to mute themselves. There we go, it's, uh, still there. Um, but the uh, to, to, to your point, he's making 50 yarders. Uh, in warm up that's exactly right, and then he can't do it when the lights are on because it's between his ears right now and um the result
0: is not a snap, a hold or a rush
1: exactly and but he, 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 exactly you know all, all, yeah. the whole execution so that's what I'm saying you know whether somebody can whether he can do it in practice or not really, don't make a damn right now it, it's not being done in a game so uh give somebody else a
3: chance. <laughs> Yeah, guys, for me, it's really simple. Everything for me right now is four down territory. I'm not even – I am not lining up to kick a field goal right now. I'm not doing it. And That might sound like an overreaction, but um, I feel like percentage-wise right now, let's just say I have a – I'll give you a hypothetical. Let's say we're on the 25-yard line going in. Um, Let's say we have a fourth and three. Percentage-wise, in my mind, I would feel more comfortable – running an offensive play than trying to line up for a field oh, goal yeah. there. Uh, well, what do you what do you do
1: here, Matt? Let's let, let's say we're playing the Memphis Tigers this is coming up Saturday night and uh and, and we I won't even I won't even put it in a in a situation where we're going to lose. I'll say we're tied, 31-31, and 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 we got in the middle of the field and we got two choices. There there's 3 seconds left on the clock and we got it let's say at the 18 do you let Daffer kick a chip shot field goal or do you throw it for the end zone? Last play of the reg- uh, play of regulation.
3: I, I'm not I'm not kicking a field goal. For, even from the eighteen. You got a chance now he can he can win so, the game so you're and saying maybe for, get all his
1: confidence back.
3: So we have one play from the eighteen yard line?
1: Eighteen yard line, three seconds to go, or we're going to overtime. I'm not even gonna put it in a win or lose situation.
3: It's it's a tough one. I mean, I that that's a tough one just because of that particular scenario. You have 18 yards to go with one play. That's a tough one. Um, You know, right now I'm 50-50, Kyle. I mean, I I don't know if I'd kick it. I don't know if I'd kick it.
1: I think I would in that situation. But in a lot of – you know, and he does go. He does go for it a lot on fourth down. It's not, you know, it's not very often that we do a try, a 46-yard field goal. I I think he – Thought, you know, he was going to let Daffer get some confidence yesterday and make that field goal, and unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But uh, I, I'll tell you this. Um, another another kick in a pressure situation that people say costs us the ball game, if that happens again, the young man may quit the team because I, I don't know if he can mentally handle it.
2: What about uh, the very fact of, you know, you were talking about that. That's a good point about – um, you know, the kicking game, but you're right, guys. I, I really believe that me personally, I, I believe you should go for it. If it's uh, you, Matt, you said like, f- was it fourth and three? Anytime you're uh, on their side of the ball, I mean, their side of the ball, their side of the field, um, you got to go for it. Uh, I believe in our defense. I'm not saying give the defense a short
1: field. Are level. you saying if we have a good kicker?
2: No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying okay. No, you misunderstand me. I'm saying even if you were. A good kicker, I want to go for it. Oh, you're an
1: idiot! <laughs> if he got a good kicker, you're taking points off the board.
2: i do not you're know, an idiot, about, but I mean, no, I'm not talking about. No, I'm not talking. No, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not talking about end of game situation like what you're talking about. I'm talking about and going back to Matt's. No, no,
1: no, no. If you got a good kicker, that's a weapon, and if you if you got it, you know, a fourth and four, fourth and five, fourth and whatever and you got a good kicker, you got to put points on the board. I mean, there are times where you can read a game and know when you need to go for it, but just to say you would go for it every time, you'd never kick a field goal except in, you know, certain situations. Nah, man. If we had Kevin Miller out there, for example, um, there'd be, you know, lots of times where I think we'd be kicking field goals rather than going for it now.
2: I know. I'm just saying for me personally – um, you know, what is it uh, when you make a field goal It's a minus four? I mean, for me personally, I think there's, guys, I really believe there's uh, a lot of weapons on our team uh, offensively um, with the right pro- play calling. And I don't think play calling necessarily lost the game yesterday, but I will. I do agree with some of the guys. Uh, we got to stop. Please stop running on first down every time it's first down, first down, first down. Our
1: bright first. tendency. I agree with you there.
2: Oh, and- my goodness. And- that drives me nuts. I want to run the football most definitely, but – it seems like when guys, when we're uh, doing short passes, or I know Robert, you are, you and I are on the same page on. I've been harping in the last few weeks. Why can't we do a trick play, trick play, trick play? Houston doesn't like trick plays, and it drives me. That's one of my negatives towards him, and I'll say that publicly to him. Please, ran a a trick play. It's not. It's not hard. And it has to be in the right moment. We talked about that. I'm not just saying throw out plays. Just throw out plays.
1: This would be a good week to on a trick play. Yeah.
0: Hey Kyle, take it back now. The Sunshine State on YouTube said why are you calling Dave an idiot?
1: Um, the Sunshine State on YouTube. Well, I don't know who the Sunshine State is. Uh, somebody in the great state of Florida. Uh is it that is, it, is that punk from Tampa? Um what was his name? Owen. Um but uh why am I calling Dave an idiot? I don't know. I, I, I apologize, Dave. I'm sorry for calling you an idiot, sir. You're, you're not an idiot. You're <laughs> a very intelligent, man. Um, I, uh, I was just saying in general to say you'd go for it every time. Uh, if we had a good kicker, uh, I think that's a little bit aggressive. Uh, so, um,
2: that's so, the way well, I like it. Maybe I, yeah, uh, even...
1: well, you, you'd probably get yourself fired really fast. if You were a hit football coach. and You did that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I do think there's definitely times you go for it. And right now with their kicking situation, you should probably be going for it a lot. But I'm just saying if we had a Kevin Miller out there, no, absolutely not. Uh, To me, uh, people that say, and I know a lot of people say minus four. Yeah, minus four if you're, you know, inside the 10. Uh, But if you're going out there and you're making a 48 or a 52-yard field goal and you got a kicker that can do that consistently, that's a weapon, man. That's plus three, not minus four.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, anything over 40 yards, I'll tell you right now, there's no way I'm going for it at this point. There's no way. Um, but to your point, if we had Jake Verity, you're damn right. I mean, I, I'm lining up in, in certain situations and, and going for the kick. But right now, I'm just not comfortable with it. And
0: you know, I think uh, the
3: only reason we did yesterday,
0: Matt, is because it was the final play of the half. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, different c- scenarios – dictate different things guys but hey here's a question for you uh and by the way let me just tell uh you know i i love when dave and kyle go into Stephen a skip bayless mode so uh <laughs> ho- hopefully hopefully sunshine state knows this is all in good fun here where's yeah, uncle jesse
2: kyle and i are very good friends and uh the and, and you know i respect kyle because he does his research and his homework and sometimes he and i we have the same passion for the college football game. And we have the same passion for the pirates and maybe we disagree, but you know what? I'm not going to I uh, trust me. After we get done with the show, and we sign off. I'm not going to be holding a grudge or losing sleep over even Kyle called me an idiot. Cause I knew he didn't mean it. No, 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 so no, no not, it, not personal. It,
1: no, it no, 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 it wasn't a personal attack. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know who sunshine state is, uh, you know, I don't, these people don't use their real names. Uh, just kill me. Sunshine state, identify yourself. Who are you, man from Florida? Where's, where's Uncle Jesse? Are Uncle you Florida Jesse? man? Hey,
3: I, I want to know where Kyle's boy Uncle Jesse is tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe maybe <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Jesse is time <from> <laughs> It was a
2: Dukes of Hazard or Full House? That was the question I want to know. If yeah, Florida,
1: exactly. That's what I wanted to know. If it's Uncle Jesse from Full from Dukes of Hazard, I'm listening to you. If it's Uncle if it's Uncle Jesse from Full House, yeah, you ain't got no clout.
2: Hey, he's in Tampa. <laughs> he's in Tampa, Kyle. He's in Tampa.
1: Uh, Sunshine State's in Tampa. Is it Owen? Is it Owen from Tampa? Owen from Tampa. Is that who it is? If Sunshine
2: State's asking if uh if Cal, uh, Cal are we going to beat BYU? I'll
3: put that up there. That's are we gonna Ron beat
1: DeSantis. are we gonna beat BYU? are we gonna beat BYU? Uh, I'm worried about Memphis right now. Um uh let's uh let's right. get through
3: Guys, great great comment there. Somebody said it's Ron DeSantis. I thought yeah. that was correct. Ron said, Well, great. hey,
1: you know what? I you know,
3: Again, that's interesting. Let's not get into politics, but yeah. uh <laughs> Then we'll have major problems. I mean yeah. it's 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 difficult enough, you know, talking about, you know, going into halftime with timeouts. If we, bring, yeah. if we bring politics into it, we're all screwed yeah. here.
1: And to answer Sunshine State's question, will we beat BYU? I get back to me in a few weeks. Uh Memphis is on the clock right now. I mean, we gotta play Memphis and UCF before we play BYU. So um I do I think we can beat BYU? Yeah. Um you know BYU is beatable um and that's the reason why and and Kyle to add
2: to what you're saying the reason why I have confidence in this team there's not a there's not a game remaining where there's it's hopeless like there's no way in hell we're going to beat them so no. I did, and I and I agree with you what you're saying earlier I'm not saying we're going 6-0 the rest of the way but no. but I do not think there's a team on there that go man we can not and, and uh, Matt you'll appreciate this there was a coach years ago And, and I was listening to him and he was saying behind the scenes, we can't beat this team and we can't beat this team. And I was like, well, who the hell are you going to beat? Why in the hell are you going to take those players on the field and put them out there? If you don't think you can win any game left of the season, you know, let's just just forfeit every game. That's what I'll tell pirate nation right now, calm down, get out of the pirate panic room. We're going to be okay. I'm not saying that I'm not happy that I'm happy right now and that. Oh, it's just a game and being casual about it. I'm pissed off, and we're all pissed off because we know we can do better. At the same time, Um, I I just it drives me crazy.
1: Well, what what kills me is that we're three and three, and, and and it's good that we're disappointed that we are three and three because, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, they won too many years ago. Three wins is all we were getting all year, and I think people soon forget that. And yeah, I know people say, "Well, that doesn't matter now if you're foreigner, Mike Houston." But it does matter a little bit. It matters to me because you know I look ahead at Memphis and Vegas has confidence in us, and uh, if we get to Memphis. That's four wins. There's two wins whoever bow bowl eligibility. Um, you know, you, you, you got to figure what you, you got to figure if we can handle our business against Memphis. We're, we're going to find a way to win at least one more between now and Temple to yep. uh, to, to go into that last game of the year in Philadelphia. Uh, to beat Temple to get to a bowl if it comes down to that. Um, now, if we don't, if we end up 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, it will be a huge disappointment. The season will have been a failure. And uh, Mike Houston needs to look at some things on the coaching staff, probably at OC and at special team coordinator. But um, in, in, until that happens, uh, right now we're 500, and I fully expect us to beat Memphis Saturday night, get our biggest win of the year, and celebrate it in Daddy Ficklin for uh, a, a huge homecoming win 7.30 p.m. on national TV. Oh,
2: ESPNU, baby. ESPNU,
1: 7.30 ESPNU. p.m. National yeah. TV. And hey. You know, I, it's funny. I saw some of our fans complaining, saying I, about <laughs> the kickoff was too late.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: God. NC State in, in Florida State kicked off at 8 o'clock last night on the ACC network. I mean, I, I, I get it's homecoming, and maybe you have some festivities you need to go to, but come on, man. It's 7.30 national TV. I love Some really cool I'm throwback crazy. uniforms, despite the helmets being white. Um, so, uh, I, for those who think we can't win a white helmets, which we, we've done by the way, we, we've with white Oh helmets. God. Don't even get me
3: started. Don't even get me started on that. Well, I'll tell you guys, my, uh, as, as upset as I've been, as maybe as I guess if it, you know, critical tonight, maybe even sounding a little negative, my ass will be on an airplane. I was gonna uh, ask on you Thursday question. night I'm coming down and uh, I plan on, you know, uh, you know, it, buying you guys hopefully many beers, uh, and enjoying the game. I'll be cheering for the Pirates. I'll be supporting Mike Houston. I'll be supporting Donnie K. If Owen Dafford does line up for a field goal, I'll be very nervous, but I'll be supporting him too. And uh, and that's it. This is this is the make or break game right here for the hey, season.
2: Uh, hey Matt, that's great to know. Uh, by the way, Kyle, I got one for you right here, brother. Sure, uh, Alex. LHD six eighty seven. He said he's paid good money to see a coach's interview with Kyle asking questions.
1: Uh, with Mike Houston, I, I would, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd love to interview Mike Houston one-on-one. I, I'd, I, I'd, it would be, uh,
0: between two ferns with Kyle Barber.
1: No, I mean, I, I, I like Mike Houston. I'd be honest and blunt with the questions, but not disrespectful. I, I think Houston's a good coach. I, I, and I really would like, you know, like, like, uh, like has been mentioned here, I really would like to know his philosophy with timeouts for sure. Um, but in terms of uh, interviewing Coach Houston one on one, we've interviewed Coach Houston. That's that's happened before uh, many yeah. times. But uh, yeah. in terms of a one on one conversation, uh, I appreciate you wanting to see that. But I think you might be a little bit disappointed with the content you got because um, I wouldn't be yelling and screaming at him. Um, but I, uh, by the way, guys, I don't want to jinx myself, but Cause I did last time when I said I'd be there for the, for the Campbell game. Um, I believe it was, was the Campbell game. Yeah, it was the Campbell game. Um, and I had a, my surgical wound open up. Um, but, uh, the plan is right now for me to be there Saturday night for my first game of the year. Finally, I don't know how many I'll be able to make after that. Cause I'll be starting chemo soon. So, uh, this may be the only game I'm able to make this year. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm not going to hundred percent say I'm there, but, uh, I'm planning on being there Saturday night. So, uh. Uh, the, the sports objective will be in full effect in uh, Dottie Fick on Saturday night. That's that's very true. Maybe
2: we do something right after the, the game. And um, by the way, um, I only to address this for the Sunshine State, um, by the way. Can't blame the players all the time. The buck stops with Houston go. Well, I, I think we have been. Well,
1: when did I blame the players?
2: We're not blaming so, the players. When, when have
1: you heard me um, call out single individual players? I agree with you 100. percent the the buck always stops with Houston, A, and, and the coordinators. I, I you know it's funny to me uh, that that I don't even understand that comment. You can't blame the players all the time. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, but I believe we can get this fixed. And yeah, you're right. The buck does stop with Houston. He's the head man. That's why he's the
2: buck, um, the big bucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, last year he went seven and five, and year number three. Cleaning up that mess Scotty Montgomery made, and uh, this year we're three and three. Uh, people act like we're one and we're, we're one and five.
2: Oh, and five or something. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean we're three and three. I mean, calm oh, down, three. people. Just settle we're down and let the season play out. Uh, if this time, if, if Memphis comes in here and whacks us, or we lose this game because of damn special teams, um, get back to me next Sunday. But uh, you can tell them just calm down. And wait and see what happens. I, I bet you next Sunday this time we're we're, we're we're celebrating.
0: Yeah, I think the frustration just comes in, and I know you understand this, Kyle. But I think it's just uh, it's more the way in which we've lost, and just the the way that you know right now uh, we're just struggling to find a way to win the games against the better teams on our schedule. You know, going back to last year with um, you know UCF and Houston. And then this year with NC state and Tulane and uh, ob- obviously, uh, what obviously against maybe, uh, but uh, taking a look at, I was curious because I was wondering if some folks were watching the second, some of the comments um, that I saw regarding first down play calling. I was like, were they watching the same game I was watching yesterday? Uh, because the first down play calling was anything but run heavy. We threw the ball more on first down than we ran it. And when, And even when we ran it, we ran it very, very well. Uh, So just going through, looking at it (laughs) very quickly, pass for nine yards, run for six, pass for 12, run for four, run for three, pass for eight, pass for three, pass for seven, pass for 12, run for zero. That's the only play, only run play. or um, There were like three run plays that uh, were either zero or one. And I think one of those was a quarterback scramble where, Uh, obviously a pass was called and and uh, Holton had to pull it down and run it Um, um, in the second half run for 14 pass for one run for 14 run for eight run for four holding penalty Um, then you had the interception on first down pass for seven pass for nine so I mean first down uh, we we were uh, outside of you know, the pick on first down and then a penalty here and there. Uh, first down was very successful.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. If, if you look at it yesterday, it really came down to mistakes. If you, if you take the penalty away that costs us a touchdown, and then, you, and then we make the field goal and we make the PAT, uh, and everything else plays out the same way, we lost by a touchdown 24-17. But at the beginning of the show, had all those things went our way, chances are things went have played out the same way. Because defense feeds off offense, the other team starts panicking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We weren't that far away from winning yesterday, um, and, and that's you know, and that's what frustrates a lot of people. But it makes me optimistic because we can fix these things. It's not personnel. I'm not blaming the players. We we've got players. By and large, it's not personnel. There is a couple of things as personnel issues, obviously special teams, but eh, the problems are fixable. Like like Bubba just wrote, wrote you know, we. Executed well, yesterday on first down really well. I mean, we just did not take advantage of opportunities. And there were times where I, you know, I didn't think we were very consistent with, with what we were trying to do. Um, like I said, early in the game, it seemed like we were throwing the ball and getting the ball in guns' hand a lot, and then in the second half we just seemed to kind of go away from it.
0: And the Sunshine State says the Navy game. We're not talking about the Navy game. We're talking about yesterday. And I think that's yeah. some of the things. Yeah. I think people were yes. just, people have such negative memories yes. of the Navy game. Oh, well, it had to be the same thing. We had to just run it yeah. again on first down. And and no, that wasn't the case. We threw it a lot more and then when we did run it, we ran it well. So I'm I'm not gonna have I been pretty critical of a few things. Yes, but on the whole, um, uh, you know, the numbers say otherwise. And with what we did on first down uh, in those two things, n- not only do we throw it more, we when we did run it, we ran it well with the exception of a couple carries. Not every play is going to uh, be for um, positive yards, but most were. So uh, if you're going to complain about something, at least make sure you have your facts straight.
1: Yeah, and the Navy game was the Navy game. And I think to, to your point, Bubba, and what Sunshine is is saying. I think that's why so many people are mad about the two-lane game because of the Navy game. I think, hey, we not lost the Navy, and we lost the two-lane yesterday, and we were four and two instead of three and three. I think people would say, well, let's just bounce back and beat Memphis. But uh, two, two things about that Navy game, three things. One, the Navy game was weeks ago. Get over it. Two. Navy, since they beat East Carolina, barely lost to Air Force, who's most likely going to win the Mount West, and they destroyed a decent Tulsa team this past weekend. The Navy team's a lot better than people thought they were the first two weeks of the year. They had an off week before they played us, and so they've improved. Ken the Ken, tololo Kaluma-Wanalea, um, whatever his name is, Ken it, it is a uh, is a very good coach, and his team has improved as the year gone on. But you look back at the Navy game, and people want to keep talking about that stupid game. Um, again, mistakes. Even with the play calling on first down, the, the run heavy, we didn't get away from it. Had we just executed in special teams, had we just executed on the last drive of regulation, we'd have won that football game. So, like I say, we, just, just, just wait for the Memphis game this weekend, guys. If we come out and crap the bid against Memphis – um. Then uh, I, I'm gonna be in the panic room with everybody else. Yeah, that's but, a uh, as as of right now. Um, I I think uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see who's right. And we'll see who's wrong. And I'm I, I I like our chances against Memphis.
3: Amen. Yeah. Guys. Well, I'm gonna stay consistent on my thought here tonight. That again, uh, my anger comes from the fact that I feel like we're underachieving as a team. Exactly. And that I really do. I guess you could take that almost as a compliment saying, Hey, I feel like we have enough ability to be at least five and one right now, at least. Um, So that, that's where my anger comes from. I feel like it's not just players. I feel like there's coaching decisions, but I feel like right now this team is underachieving. And, um, but I, Hey, I, I agree guys in terms of, This is another opportunity. Memphis is a winnable game. Vegas has us as a four, four point favorite. There's no reason why we can't get it done at home. And
2: by the way, Richard was asking real quick and then we'll move on. Bubba, we're getting ready to wrap this thing up. Where's the tailgate? We're actually right near the, uh, he wants to come and see us. And I know Matt will be there hanging out with, uh, with us and um, hopefully Kyle can too. Um, I know he's coming on Saturday night. Love to have you brother. Um, we're, we're at spot 41. It's right near the practice field where the, uh, towards the, uh, that right there, the practice field right near, uh, the ward sports medicine Building. So that's where we are in the premium lot. And, uh, we'd love to uh, have you guys come by. it will be a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, um, I I think here's the deal. I, I, we're all of us on this show. If uh, we play bad next week, we're going to be here next Sunday night. And we'll tell you that we played bad. We're not going to be hiding and making excuses. But if we play well, um, then obviously we're going to give credit where credit's due, and that's what we're all about. Bubba, I know you have pictures of the uniform for next week, so I'm going
0: to pitch it to you. Yeah, just before we wrap things up tonight, I just wanted to uh, you know, show, obviously most of the viewers have seen these, but just a reminder of the, quote, modern throwback like. that we will be wearing. Uh, you have the, the stripes from the, the uniforms that we wore. Uh, From 1989 through 97, they're on the sleeves. You have the script pirates that was worn on the helmets from the late 70s up through 1988. Uh, I know um, they actually, I, I believe, referenced a different era as far as the shadow numbers, but shadow numbers were also worn in the late 90s and early 2000s in the David Garrard era. And so, just a few other shots uh, of this, and then a modern throwback. So, obviously, you have the uh, Jolly Roger logo on the hip hip of the pants, and then also um, pirates across the chest, as opposed to East Carolina. But although I, I do prefer a purple helmet, um, I, I do I do think this is a very sharp look.
1: Yeah, that's the best looking white helmet we had. And also, you missed uh, one little thing, Bubba. On the front of the helmet, we have the Flying ECU logo. Yes, it the Flying
0: awesome. ECU from Huge. 89 to 97.
1: And that is what I would preferred we put on the pants instead of uh, the skull and crossbone. I think that would have looked really good also there on the pants. But uh, that's nitpicking. Um, it, it, those are slick-looking uniforms. Uh, yes, I know it's white helmets, but uh, I don't buy the white helmets having a damn thing to do with us. Us winning or losing. Let uh, me ask
2: you, let me ask you something, guys. If we blow out Memphis this coming Saturday night, which I don't think we will, but if we were to uh, like have a big win, do we keep using those uniforms? Will people stop doing the
1: curse? You know what? If we if we blow them out, I, I expect us to win this game. Uh, but if we yeah. blow them out, I actually would wear them again. I, I would love wear it. them. I, I sometimes you know sometimes you you, you get you get some positive mojo and you feel good playing in something. So uh, I don't know what the plan is. I'm sure we have a blackout at some point. Uh, maybe for UCF, I don't know. But uh, if we if we do play really well this Saturday, and I know you were alluding to the stupid white helmet curse, but yeah, yeah I'd probably wear them for the remaining home games because right. uh, sometimes you just feel good. You got a big win in something, and you just you just feel good playing it. Put them on again next week for UCF.
0: See the black uniforms in 2014.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> There's so was, many references. Exactly. 2013 also. Uh, we, we we started rolling with the like Yes,
0: I, I misspoke. I meant 2013 because obviously, you know, you wore them in Chapel Hill and yep. then you wore them uh, multiple times after that.
1: Exactly. So, you uh, sometimes you just get some positive mojo playing or something and you just want to keep rolling in it. So,
0: and I yeah. think you well, we actually broke them out uh, prior to that against the FAU and then you wore them in Chapel Hill and then you wore them multiple times after that. Yeah. I have no
2: problem. I'm, uh, worried about yeah. a uniform. I'm worried about winning the damn game. That's all I care about. So uniform I'm, right. I'm with
1: you, but those so, are slick looking. And, uh, yeah, I, I, those are going to look good on national TV. Um, I, to be quite yeah. honest with you, um, with a purple helmet option, I, um, I, I'd actually like those to be her permanent uniforms. If we could do a perma, a purple helmet option, and maybe also yeah. rotate oh. in that helmet with the, just the standard skull and crossbone helmet. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh I, I would, I, I love those uniforms.
2: Mix it up. I'm all for that. Uh Bubba, I know uh, we want to thank all our great sponsors, obviously. In fact, uh, LNK custom homes from a great friend, Kevin Walker, former pirate in the eighties. And speaking of, we were talking about uh, those uniforms. He's with LNK custom homes. He's the title sponsor. Appreciate his support of the playback here tonight and every Sunday night. Kevin is a licensed general contractor. You call him now, 336 688 8461. Had a great time, by the way, guys, uh, Friday nights at Porky's Backyard Barbecue. We had a fun time with karaoke. We'll do it again. Uh, Mark uh, Holiday, who is one of the owners, and his brother Terry uh, is a part of the 7 and 0 Riverside Martin High School. And so Riverside High School and uh, Williamston, so he won't be able to do karaoke for quite a while. But if you're looking for a holiday party, call the Holiday Brothers, as, as Kyle says, and you can call them at 252-661-0337. Man, they have some great barbecue, and their barbecue chicken is to die for. I had the fried chicken and mashed potatoes and some green beans on Friday night, and it was good stuff. And Kyle, last but not least, our good friends at PGXGloves.com.
1: Yeah, as always, pgxgloves.com, long-time sponsorship uh, here on the Sports Objective. But uh, if you want uh, some custom gloves for your kids, we don't have the graphic on screen, but I'll do it without it. If you want some custom gloves for your kids, so maybe they play football, maybe they play baseball, softball, go to pgxgloves.com, order order your children. There you go. Order your children some custom gloves for whatever sports they play. Maybe you play golf, you want to stand out on the golf course, be cooler than the rest of the yuppies on the golf course. Get yourself some custom gloves at pgxgloves.com and you can save yourself 25% just by simply putting in the promo code ECU at checkout.
2: Sounds good. We're going to have a lot of fun, guys. I appreciate y'all very much. And Matt, please be safe. We'll be talking to your brother over the next few days, obviously, but it's going to be great to have you and great to have Kyle, all of us together.
1: Hopefully, Last time that happened was the South Carolina game last year, I believe. Oh, well, I don't. The last time we were all the- Matt, were you there? Was that the only game you yeah. went to last year?
3: I was there. Yeah, I need to be at a game for a win. Like every yeah, time yeah, I come, exactly. I was at Wait the- a minute!
2: Wait a minute! The, the Matt Simmons curse. Uh, it's a yeah,
3: curse, man. It's it's me and it's white helmets. Apparently, that's what's going on. <laughs>
1: well, we have a pretty we have a pretty good record um, at home on my birthday weekend. Oh, that's right. And uh, this is my birthday weekend coming up. So, uh,
2: What is your record? Do you know offhand?
1: I don't know offhand, but I can tell you some uh, some big wins we've had on my birthday weekend. Uh, we beat NC State in 2010. And uh, these are these are two that come to mind off the top of my head. NC State 2010. Um, and uh, the UTEP game, the Miracle in the Mineshaft, was on my birthday. And uh, so um, we, we, we've had some good luck over the years on my birthday. And God knows if anyone deserves a birthday present this year from, from, yes. uh, yeah, I, I think I do so, um, yes. maybe we'll get one this Saturday. You no will. doubt about
2: it. I feel very confident.
1: Thanks to you guys very much. Mad
2: Kyle Bubba, um, behind the scenes producing my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks to all our viewers and listeners tonight. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you and uh, we'll be back. Um, in fact, uh, we'll put that up quickly on the screen. I know Bubba, we have a lot of great programming rights and, uh, absolute empowerment. Absolute empowerment is coming up. Uh, tomorrow night with uh, Coach Jeff Connors, and uh, we'll have uh, that's a great interview coming up with him. Tuesday is our Pirate Preview as we preview the Memphis Tigers. Wednesday, we have two great shows Pirate Breakdown with Sutton Young and Sonny and Simenza. Thursday is a great look at uh, the weekly college football preview. We would call the Inside Slant A Pirate's Life for Me. Bubba sits down with a, a Pirate and does a great job with that. We'll bring back on Saturday, being a home game, the sights and sounds around Dowdy Ficklin. And, of course, the show you're watching, we'll have next Sunday night, hopefully talking about a Pirate victory over the Memphis Tigers, and that's the Pirate Football Playback uh, presented by LNK Custom Homes. We're going to get out of here. Hope you have a great week, everybody. And, as always, go Pirates!
1: You've been watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Follow us on social media at the TheSportsOBJ on Twitter and TikTok. At the Sports Objective on Instagram. Please like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Go Pirates!